my worst enemy The flesh that's covering me Brings me down to my knees Welcome to Sermons in the Park a ministry exploring biblical truth from the Word of God, focusing on the truths that help us in our daily walk with Christ in every aspect of our lives. Now, here is your Reverend, Jamie McCaskill. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to an all-new Sermons in the Park podcast exclusive episode. As always, I am your Reverend Jamie McCaskill. Now, sorry I touched the mic. Um... You might notice this one did not go up on the Patreon first, and there's a reason for that, and we will talk about that here in a second. Um, this, well, why don't I jump right on into that? You might already know that I'm, did I did not go to seminary. Um, I have no kind of, air quotes here formal training all my life i grew up in the church i i sat under brother mary and tristler jr my own grandmother was a daughter of a minister so i have no formal training i didn't go to seminary college however we're going to get all into that here in a minute Recently, on Facebook, I had to—I I actually had to delete someone off my friends list because I believe he was attacking me personally. My vi- my sermon videos are doing great. Um, I know for a fact that what I teach is contrary. To what a lot of these people who go to seminary teach. <clears throat> My theology is straight from the Bible. There are times that I myself. As I am researching a subject. from the As I'm reading the Bible. And I'm researching a subject. Some of my own views have changed. There are times I've ran into stuff in the Bible. That were contrary to what. The Pentecostal church, the Baptist church that I grew up in, taught. So I have myself grown as we have come through this. If you go back to some of my earlier videos on YouTube, there are things that I look back at and I go, man, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't taught that because it's contrary to the Bible. So, yes, I have no sem- I have no seminary teaching. But this minister was going on and on about how no one should be ministering who did not go to seminary. That is the purpose of this particular episode. Now, let me start off by saying this: I have nothing against a minister who went to seminary. Okay. If someone goes to seminary, great. I know a lot of people who went to seminary college. I have friends who are 
right now going to seminary college. If someone feels that they need seminary, hey, I'm all for it. Go. I will encourage you. I will pray for you. I have respect for you. I have respect for people who go to seminary college and graduate. But, as I said, that's not why we're here, is it? You want to hear the truth about seminary colleges. Well, first, let me tell you this. If you do not already know this, and I'm saying this again for the people who didn't, who may have missed it the first time, I did not go to seminary. I never felt that I needed to go to seminary. I was called into the ministry by God. That's why I do it. Did God come to me in a dream and say, go to seminary college? No, God told me to preach. There are a lot of people who are called who will tell you that seminary is a waste of time. Honestly, now be honest. You know as well as I do that nowhere in the Bible will you find some command telling someone to go and pursue an advanced education so that they can go and minister to the masses. You won't see that. You'll never see a Bible verse where God, where Jesus says, before you go into the world, go spend three years in advanced studies. No. What Jesus said was, go and preach. That was because seminary was created by man. The whole idea behind seminary was created by man. Now understand something. I believe that it was done with good intentions. They felt that it was a good thing to do. Right? I'm, I, I have no doubt in that. But again, seminary was not God's idea. Let's, let's go to the Bible and look. Let's look at the disciples, the apostles, or even church elders. Do you, re, do you ever read of them going into seminary or, or any kind of uh, specialized training? No, you don't. Read with me. Acts chapter, chapter 4, verse 13. It says, Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Do you see that right there? The only requirement was that they had spent time with Jesus. That was it. That was the only qualification that you will see in the New Testament for someone to go into ministry. Let's look at another verse. Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Wherefore of these men which have companied with us all the time that the Jesus, I'm sorry, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. Now, Paul, what about Paul? 
Paul, he barely qualifies. We, we did a whole series on Paul where we said this. But Paul barely qualified. Why? Because he lacked that one-on-one -on -one time. Let's look at first. This is his own writings. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 8 and 9. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not met to be called a apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But you see, when you look at Paul, what you see there is an example of someone with a seminary degree. It's the closest thing that... Paul is the closest that we're going to see, right? But this doesn't help him, does it? When you read the Bible, we see that his education hindered him. When you look at his talk with Felix, who, who in the Bible is called Festus, look what he tells him. Acts chapter 26, verse 24. And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. Oh, but, but preacher man, but preacher man, Festus, Festus was an outsider. That's what you're thinking. What about the insiders? What did they say? Let's flip over to Peter. Peter says in 2 Peter 3.16 As also in all his epistles, speaking in them as of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. What do we see there? All of that learning. All of those big words that they teach you in college. All those big words and those hard to find meanings. What do they do? They cause confusion for, your, for, for basically your congregation. They'll create a divide between the minister and the, and the people that he's preaching to. That's why so many people, when they listen to me, they say they learn more, right? You've seen some of the reviews as I've shared them. People like that I can teach to them on their level. Like I said, I am not a seminary taught minister. I do study. I read the Bible. I pick up books by well-known and, and ministers and I study them. If you were to come over and look at my library, you'd probably gasp. But you see, when I look at when I read those books, what I have one thing that I have picked up on was that ministers who do not go to seminary college are happier than those who do or did. I've also read that ministers who did not go to seminary are more successful. So what does this suggest? 
to me, it suggests that seminary prepares a minister who will not be happy or successful. Now, another reason I'm doing this video, or sorry, podcast episode, because this is not a video, besides that gentleman on, on, on Facebook who, uh, like I said, it felt like an attack directly on me. I have a friend, and I'm not going to name his name, but a long time, a couple years ago, he came to me because he knew we were doing these, uh, I was doing my ministry online, and he liked it. He liked listening to me. He, he liked learning, if you will, under me, and he came to me. And he, he, we talked about that. And he said, well, Jamie, I feel like I'm being called into the ministry. That God is calling me to be a minister. So I'm going to go to seminary college. It broke my heart. When, when he said that, when he said, I'm being called to be into ministry, I got excited. I was excited for him. And then the moment he said, I'm going to go into seminary, it broke my heart. He doesn't talk to me now. Not over any argument that we've had. It wasn't anything like that. I believe, due to our last couple of conversations, that it's because I preach wherever I'm at. If I get a chance, I will preach the gospel to someone in line. I will tell them they are wrong if they're wrong about something. And he didn't like, he doesn't like that. His, the seminary has taught him not to do that. He saw an open air minister and he, instead of supporting him, he attacked him. If you have watched me long enough, you'll know what I say. I always say, when God tells you to do something, do it. Obey God. If God tells you to become a minister, you should do that. So if my friend was being called into the ministry, he should have done it. He shouldn't be wasting time. Wasting up to, what is it, like three years? Going to school? Going to a school that will not matter in the long run because it tends to teach you the wrong thing. Seminary does not draw you closer to God, Jesus. It does not connect you with God in prayer. It does not partner you with the Holy Spirit. It does not focus you on, on your people skills that you're going to need when you lead a congregation. And before we get any further, I want to mention this. Here in Fostoria, Ohio, I, ha I know a minister who told me himself he never read the Bible until his first day at the pulpit. Think about that. Anyway, one thing that seminary is good for is it does prepare people to teach. 
to teach at a college level. When you graduate from seminary, you possess the credentials that a university will require. If you want to teach at a seminary, get this, you require a Ph.D., if you want to teach at a Bible college, which I'm more for, I'm more for a Bible college because that concentrates on the Bible. What you will require at a Bible college is a Master of Divinity. Or you'll see it, uh, it'll usually is initialed as an MDIV. Another thing that seminary wastes is a lot of money. Now, now yes, yes, I know where you're going to say. There are some seminaries that are free. Okay. Most of them do cost money, but let's be honest here. You are spending money on something that God does not even require of you. Do you know what it does, though? Like I said, what seminary does delays your ministry. And it also prepares you for the wrong thing. It's foolish. It's, a, it's an example of being a poor steward. Why don't you go and invest that money into things that, that, would, do, that would do some good in the kingdom of God? So what is the truth of seminary? It accomplishes one thing. It, ful it fulfills an expectation that people have for clergy, and that is that they have some kind of advanced education. There are churches that, that require you to have it. But I want you to understand something. This is a requirement that is made by men, not God. And it does very little to equip the minister in the skills that, that he will need to do the job. So with us closing out here, let me say one thing. I wish that I could have said this, what I'm about to tell you, to my dear friend, who, like I said, I'm not naming his name. And I'm hoping that the rest of you will hear me what I'm about to say. If God is calling you to go into ministry, go into ministry. Start serving God. Okay? If he's calling you to go into the seminary, hey, all for it, go. Go into seminary. If you feel God wants you to go into seminary, go into seminary. Go on. I'm not against that. I will pray for you. I will, I will support you. But if he's calling you to be a minister, start serving him right now. Leave all of that advanced education to someone who's an, who wants to be an academic. All you need as a minister is Jesus and a Bible. That's all I have to say on this subject. Um, and like I said, I'm mostly doing this because I want you guys to understand how I feel about it. Uh, again, I'm... I, I have many friends who've been to seminary, and I respect them. Hey, I'm glad for them. 
but I personally feel it's a waste. A waste of time, a waste of money. Because all you need is Jesus and your Bible. And if you want to study more, pick up a book. There's thousands of books out here. Ray Comfort, uh, he, he offers a book called... Um, the way it's called the uh, the way of the masters series. He's got a whole a whole book on it. The school of biblical ministry. That's what it's called. You can study that at home without going to seminary and wasting time in, in in a classroom. While and you could be ministering to people. At the end of every uh, chapter in his book, it's he tells you to go do this. You can do stuff like that if you feel you need it. I started with just my Bible and nothing else, no other books. So I pray the Lord continues to bless and keep each and every one of you. I hope you got something out of this, and I hope you took it in the right spirit. This will not be going up on Patreon first because I feel that this one is, this one is important because of what's going on. So thank you. God bless you, and I love all of you. You have been listening to Sermons in the Park with Reverend Jamie McCaskill. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, BitChute, and Rumble. And as always, thank you for listening. There's home for the hopeless and all those who strain. Come sit at the table. Come taste the grace. There's a rest for the weary. A rest out indoors. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can cure. So lay down your burdens, lay down your shame. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest in, unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We'd love for you to come and join us uh, on September 23rd, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll be at the Marathon Center for Performing Arms.